Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now, we got the Succession theme song playing for good reason. In the good words of Jim Ross, business is about to pick up here on The Playmakers. Very excited to have this man on the show. One of the smartest and most eloquent people, in my opinion, in all of sports media. And he lives here in Vegas as well. Andreas Hall, the senior editor of Com- for Combat Sports for Sporting News. He's the co-host of the Corner Podcast. He's the host of the Fighting Words Podcast. And you can find him on Fight Nation on SiriusXM. And he's the co-creator of Our Heroes Rock. Lindsay, it's a busy man. Yes. <laughs> but all insider calls are powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download your BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Well, that was a very interesting like inflection to end on. But, Andres, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I know that a lot of people were probably up or, or had a reason to celebrate because we all work hard, play hard. But who were you rooting for last night for between the Warriors and the Celtics? Because until LeBron brings his talents to Dre's Beach Club, we can really be flippant with our fandom. So um, I'm big on Steph Curry for the reasons that I believe that the man has been disrespected for a while, as great as he is. It felt like he needed to get an NBA Finals MVP and win a championship. Uh, he, he finally got that with the, uh, the Finals MVP, and I think we can have a real conversation about where he belongs in, in the top 15 greatest NBA players of all time. So I was rooting for Steph. I, I, I like Steph Curry a lot. I always have. The Celtics will be back. There's no big deal. Tatum, Brown, and the crew, they'll be back. Yeah, Boston doesn't need any more added confidence to whatever they're working with. I went to college out there, and so it was just very in the face. And I agree with you. Steph Curry has been disrespected, and so has Andrew Wiggins, who I'm a huge fan of. But uh, Adrian mentioned the succession theme as it's ran out. But earlier you, quote, tweeted, this ain't nothing but a new season of succession with the news of Stephanie McMahon announcing that she'll be taking over as chairwoman and CEO of WWE. I figure this is a perfect starting point to jump from because there's a lot to take into consideration in this timeline of events because didn't she leave the company a few weeks ago? She took a leave of absence, which is, the, the timing is very peculiar. A couple of weeks ago, she took a leave of absence to spend time with her family. And two weeks later, all of these uh, news surfaces about the internal investigation over hush money. Vincent Man steps down as CEO, but he's still in charge of creating the WWE. And voila, Stephanie Man is in his acting CEO. Is this by accident? Absolutely not. And that's why... It's succession. And if anybody wants the succession, this is Shiv's play to take over the, the, the Roy family business. This is Shiv's play. And, and, and kind of like in succession, uh, Andreas, I want to ask you, and, and you actually retweeted it as well, kind of, you know, someone took the time out just to point out a few incidents that start from the 80s and probably before then. Um, but what does it say about, you know, whether you're an AEW fan, whether you're a WWE fan, or just wrestling in general, 
that on Twitter for once there was an actual consensus of everyone going, oh, yeah, we're not surprised that any of this actually happened. You know what, man? It, it's, it's the worst kept secret in pro wrestling. I mean, Vince has been at the center of a lot of controversies over the past 40 years since he's been taking over as WWE with Titan Towers being created and so on and so forth. But these, these rumors have gone on for a long time between, you know, allegations to steroids from But what it tells us more than anything else, and I think a lot of people will agree with this, there is a tension with Donald Trump where I think the man is bulletproof, where he's, he can do so many things wrong, but he's almost too big to fail. And I think this might be another instance where Vince, Vince Mann gets away with it. Um, and, it, it, I mean, Donald Trump became president. Mm. Despite all the things that, that happened, all the controversies, even while he was in office, the man remained president. He didn't get impeached. Vince Mann is in that same boat. When you're a certain level of elite, it's hard to defeat that, that, that main boss. <laughs> it's almost impossible. Um, but we all know it. Everybody knows it. I don't think anything necessarily will change. There's a lot of controversy. See what happens with what kind of the company does. He's got shareholders answer to. But aside from that, I don't think this is going to be something that's going to have long-term effects. I think eventually Vince will be back installed into power. I think there'll be a fall guy, John Boronitis, who is head of talent relations. I think he'll be the fall guy here. And uh, it'll be business as usual. It's hard to disagree with your take, Andreas, and it's honestly uh, really disheartening because I, I completely agree with you that we throw the word accountability around a lot, but that's more of a, a talk the talk and not walk the walk in, in terms of our country's history. But ironically, we're hours away from WWE SmackDown Live from my hometown in Minneapolis, and Vince is supposed to be making an appearance or a statement. I can't imagine we're in a scenario where this goes well, but it's almost a catch-22 if you ask me. You know, I think... When, when, you, when you believe you're bulletproof and you probably don't know how much a gallon of milk costs, you kind of do things that, that people wouldn't advise you to do. And Vince McMahon's life is pro wrestling. And he's going to treat this as a storyline. And the, the word is he's going to appear in character on SmackDown to address the situation. Yeah, you're right. Nothing good can come out of it. But again, it's Vince McMahon. I'm more interested to see how many people cheer for this man when he comes out. It tells us a lot about the state of affairs when somebody's been accused of these things and you have $3 million in house money, all this controversy, the man is bold enough to step out. It's, I mean, come on, this is Donald Trump all over again. And we're going to see how many people root for this man to win. No matter how heinous the allegation, it doesn't matter. People are going to cheer for that man to win. And, uh, Andreas, you know, Lindsay just said earlier, the, the key word to me is accountability. And... The, the most fascinating part of this, like, for instance, John Laurinaitis, who's also, you know, a, accused and, and is a part of this investigation. You know, he was known to be a creep. WWE brought him back. He was head of talent relations. Female staff voiced concern. They were anonymous, and they said, we don't want this guy. Mickey James gets fired and says, yo, they sent my stuff home in a trash bag after all these years and everything I gave to this company. But I would rather get that sent home to me than have any interaction with John Laurinaitis. And to me, you're one of these people that covers wrestling and talks about it, that tries to hold things to be accountable. But I feel like from a general sense, because it's professional wrestling and everything's a storyline, even people questioning what's going on here, that is very real for this publicly traded company, how important it is for the media to take this and be accountable and hold WWE accountable. Because to me, if this happened in any other pro sport, this would be a bigger story. 
Absolutely. Uh, the WWE and pro wrestling in general is pr- probably the last of the protected media outlets, you know, the media companies. And what I mean by that is it's very hard to see what's going on behind the curtain. I think in every other sport, we have press conferences. There's a lot of transparency. WWE, there's not. The, the line between reality and fantasy is blurred early and often to the point where it's very difficult, even as a journalist, to try to figure out what's really going on. I mean, Guys, once upon a time, this man blew himself up with a limo. And, and Donald Trump called to make sure he was okay. People don't know what's going on here, and this bleeds into this particular instance. Because, yes, the word is, is that John Laurinaitis is a creep. And that's been something that's been going on for a long time. But the same has been going on about this man. And it played into a storyline where he was treated, cheating on Linda McMahon with Trish Stratus. That was over 20 years ago. But it's hard for members of the media to really try to boil this down to the nitty-gritty and to truly hold them accountable because there is still a curtain there. There's still a wall that has not truly been broken down to give people some insight on the behind-the-scenes of Vince McMahon's empire. And because of that, it makes it difficult for anybody to get a real read on it. And hopefully, you know, as, as time progresses, and I, to be honest, you know, sad to say, I don't think things are going to change, not until Vince is out of power, until Vince is gone. And what I mean by gone is gone from this earth. I don't think things are going to change. It's going to be very difficult to understand what goes on in the business. Yeah, pro wrestling is just such a unique environment. And and that for specifically female talent uh, over other sports and entertainment entities. But that doesn't mean that they're treated equally. And like you said, without transparency, we can't really tell and nobody can be held accountable. I'm sure the people even within the company themselves have trouble figuring out what's going on. And and that's just indicative of a toxic environment. So I just find it so fascinating to see that Stephanie McMahon stepping away. And then we have like the Sasha Banks storyline, or not really storyline, her taking her power back, saying, I don't want work here anymore i want my release what do you think she's thinking about right now you know the, the word is, is that she has been released that's the report that we've seen going on and this is exactly what i'm talking about nobody knows nobody knows exactly what's going on people thought it was a storyline with sasha and they only left television over creative they didn't agree with the creative sasha essentially took her ball and went home and left television but then they started taking down their merchandise and they were on TV. It was the first time it had ever been addressed that when she went home, they called her unprofessional. That has never happened in pro wrestling. So she's sitting at home right now, and if she has been released or is considering it or whatever is going on, she's got to kind of be smiling because, you know, the one thing that she has that a lot of other talent doesn't, she has Mandalorian money right now. <laughs> she was just in Star Wars. So <laughs> she doesn't have to necessarily be concerned about coming back to the WWE or she doesn't need it anymore. She's starting to create a life outside of pro wrestling. And that's the one thing that WWE often doesn't want to see happen. They don't want to see talent move up from under their thumb and create a life on their own. So I'm sure, I'm not saying she's pleased, but I'm sure there's a slight little grin right now looking at what's going on. And Andreas, you talk about Sasha and, you know, her getting Disney checks and, and being a part of Hollywood now in the Star Wars franchise. You know, this is a little bit of succession. It's a little bit of Game of Thrones. And uh, if it is Game of Thrones, then Littlefinger is Nick Khan who's actually, he's, he's been on this show, and, and Lindsay's talked to him, and I really, I don't think it could be overstated how big of a story this is, uh, not only for wrestling, but also WWE. It might be the biggest story. And with Nick Khan, you know, immediately you could tie all the changes, whether it's NXT, how the product is presented, and, you know, just how we're viewing talent and what we want to show audiences with Nick Khan. And we've seen the memes and the rumors. Where do you think he plays into this? You know, I've seen a lot of things talking about Nick Khan's going to take over the company, but Nick Khan, from all that I know, doesn't know much about pro wrestling. What he does know is how to run a business. And I believe he was brought in to clean up those books. 
because they were overpaying a lot of talent that weren't being on, used on TV at all. So I believe that, that Khan's role is to clean up the books, make sure this company is profitable. Some people would say it's to sell. I think it's just to make Vince McMahon happy. This man is, what, 74 years old? 76. He can't, all, 76. he can't handle all the things that he used to do. And you bring in somebody like Nick Khan who's experienced, who has, doesn't touch creative, I don't think he cares about creative, but he cares about making sure the bottom line is what keeps this man the shareholders happy. So I think that's his role. I think people get a little confused. They think Nick Khan's coming in to change the, the look of professional wrestling or sports entertainment, and he's bringing in his guy. No, Nick doesn't care. I think he's handling that bottom line, and as long as Vince and the shareholders are happy, I think Nick's happy. And if it ever comes to a point where they want to sell, those books will be cleaned up to the point where they maximize their profit. And I think that's it. Sounds like Khan's more of a mercenary guy, but not a general, at least not a mind for a general. Yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to pro wrestling and most businesses, you have your creative side, you have your, your, your business side. I think Nick is being brought, brought in on the business because, again, this is a publicly traded company that reaches far beyond just what's going on in the pro wrestling ring. You know, they do charity events, they do, you know, they have a film division. There's all kinds of things that they do, and I think Nick is there to make sure that all that stuff is is operating properly, and they're not in the red. And as we've seen over the past year, they're recording record profits. Even if people don't agree with the product they see on TV, which is pretty bad, it doesn't matter because it's an institution now, and people watch it out of habit. So he's just there to make sure that everything's good and the wheels are still turning. But obviously, this situation throws a monkey wrench in everything. Andreas Hall joining us from Sporting News, Sirius XM's Fight Nation. And just a couple more questions before we get you out of here. And you talk about how bad the product's been in, in some people's eyes. Uh, it should be most people's eyes when it comes to WWE. Uh, I just want to get your perspective of how bad of a look is it for WWE to move this money in the bank that, what is it, two weeks away from now, from Allegiant Stadium to MGM Grand Garden Arena, to not have Roman Reigns, your champion, for a third straight month not being able to compete or won't compete. Randy Orton, we just found out, it's going to be out for a year. And then on the flip side, too, because we, we had Britt Baker on the show, AEW was here for uh, Double or Nothing. That's their biggest show of the year. Kind of get your perspective and uh, some of your thoughts, because I know you had Tony Khan on your Corner podcast. Um, so if you could talk about those things for me. Sure. I mean, look. The WWE coming to Las Vegas, which is the home of the UFC, just run an event opposite of International Fight Week, which is the UFC's biggest weekend of the year, in their backyard. It was a ballsy move, and they came up short. I wouldn't have done it. WWE usually runs their big shows on Sunday, but they wanted to go head-to-head with the UFC for reasons that I'll never understand. And because of that, they couldn't sell enough tickets at Allegiant Stadium. They moved it to the MGM, which I, I still think the show will fare well, because people can still bring their kids to watch pro wrestling. But the fact of the matter is, Paris is burning. You have so many injuries. Your, your, your champion hasn't been on TV for weeks. He hasn't defended the title since he won it at WrestleMania. And he's supposed to be defending it tonight on SmackDown. We'll see how that plays out. You have so many injuries. You've thinned out your roster. You have NXT, which is one time was one of the hottest super indie shows in the country. You stripped it down to bring in just athletes and try to teach them how to pro wrestle, which is a difficult thing. But... When all these things aren't working cohesively, Paris is burning. Now, it doesn't mean that the, the WWE is going to fail next year or next week or even in the next five years. But trouble is brewing and it leaves the door wide open for somebody like Tony Khan and his all-elite wrestling to kind of fill that void where last pro wrestling fans can come back to what they love, where it can 
get a foothold in this industry. Vince has had a stranglehold on it since he bought WCW geez, 22 years ago. So since now we have legit competition, we have a product that pro wrestling fans do not necessarily care for. Ratings aren't too great, but they're still making money, so nothing necessarily has to change. Look, I don't like Money in the Bank being at Allegiant, going head-to-head with UFC not moving to MGM. But is it going to kill their bottom line? Probably not. But the issue is it's a sign of things to come. And with this Vince McMahon news coming, it just makes matters even more complicated. But if you're Tony Khan, you got to be sitting pretty in the, in the catbird seat, looking down and saying, as long as we keep running our business as is, we can slowly creep up on WWE. But WWE is in trouble. Not a lot of trouble, but the city's starting to burn. And Andreas, before we get you out of here, two quick ones. Number one, is Jeff Hardy going to wrestle again in AEW or WWE? And number two, if someone has to take over, Stephanie McMahon was the same one to take over that C- CEO role, correct? I'll answer, answer your second question first. Yes. Stephanie McMahon, uh, the boss's daughter, has always been in the position, just like succession with Shiv, <laughs> always been in that position to take over the company. She's the only person that can do it. She may not have the work ethic as Mr. Man, because Mr. Man, as everybody knows, is a maniac. The man doesn't sleep. He has his hands on everything. But when it comes to the business, when it comes to having a woman as a figurehead of that company, she's perfect. A lot of people say Triple H, Hunter Hearst, Helmsley, Paul Levesque, would be the man, but it seems like him and Vincent Man have bumped heads. There were some health issues there. Shane McMahon, obviously, he's been in and out of the business, but Stephanie is perfect for that role. So if it does come up where that temporary position becomes permanent, it would be Stephanie. To your point about Jeff Hardy, listen, I've been a fan of Jeff Hardy for years, and but these alcohol issues have followed him for the better half of the past decade, no, almost 20 years. And with his latest arrest, AEW is going to have to do the right thing and say, you have to go to rehab and prove yourself completely sober. You can't wrestle while in rehab. It's got to be a, a huge process. I don't, I'm not sure if we see Jeff Hardy in the pro wrestling ring again. He's too much of a danger. At a certain point, you got to save wrestlers for themselves. And if anybody's seen Dark Side of the Ring, a lot of these stories don't end well. And for somebody like Jeff Hardy, if, if AEW or any of his friends care, they can't let him wrestle again because it seems like that is his distraction from his real-life demons. He's got to take care of those demons, and I hope he does so. Then maybe we can see him in the wrestling ring, but in the near future, I want him to get all the help that he needs. Absolutely. People first, athletes and entertainers second, but for some reason the world doesn't tell us that. Thank you so much for joining us, Andres, especially at this very contentious time in professional wrestling world. We truly appreciate you and your insight. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. That was Andreas Hale, uh, senior editor of Combat Sports at the Sporting News, co-host of the Corner Podcast. He has a host of the Fighting Words. He's on SiriusXM. He's got tons of bobbers in the water right here in Las Vegas. All guests are brought to us by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. And on the other side of the break, fancy fancy. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.